Hello and welcome to Spilling the Beans. I'm your host, Jasper Foley, and this is my co-host, the optimistic Christopher Hope. That's me. Hi, Chris. Hi, guys. How you doing? Uh, Christopher is the manager at Le Pelleton Café, and he's also the, the main man behind the scenes at Spilling the Beans. He kind of does everything. You, you can do everything. Yeah, I guess uh, a jack of all. Jack of all. Yeah. Yeah. You're a jack of all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, which includes doing the, the cabinetry for most of the customers at the Peloton, but also uh, organizing catering, organizing all sorts of things, basically, basically organizing everything that any of us forget with the, with the shows when they happen. <clears throat> so I thought we could have two love stories today. Our first story comes from Sandra Devon. Sandra Devant is French. She's your typical office worker. She usually enjoys a cup of coffee in between two meetings. And I would say that she is a coffee connoisseur. So, here's Sandra. My most beautiful love story started with coffee. First one was back in 2017. I was an exchange student in Korea. And because I was sharing my room with two girls, I was usually studying at a coffee shop nearby. Um, so because I was coming there so often, I befriended the barista who then introduced me to the other regulars. And one of them, the first time I saw him was quite scary. He arrived through the door with his like very thick knit sweaters and oversized leather jacket. He had ripped jeans, and you could see tattoos coming through the ripped jeans, stained boots, had piercings, he was very jacked. <laughs> <laughs> but the first time I saw him, it was very scary. Um, so we were usually hanging out together, and um, we grew closer with the rest of the regulars, and at one point I decided it would be great to have an exchange, a food exchange. So I would bring French food, I brought crepes, and they would be Korean food. So we did that, and you know the saying that the path to the heart goes through the stomach? <laughs> I think that's how I got him. Because <laughs> uh, I gave him crepes, and as we were um, standing on the, um, on the counter, our arms were touching. <laughs> I had a lot of butterflies in the stomach. And to thank me for the crepes, he decided to invite me for dinner on New Year's Eve. So on New Year's Eve, we meet at the coffee shop. He takes me to the restaurant. Um, because the street is so crowded, he has to hold my hands. Oh my god. We arrive to the restaurant, and we have to wait a bit. So as we wait, our eyes locked. And then he kissed me. And that's how we started dating. And it was my first relationship, and it was amazing, and I really loved him. Um, but eventually, my semester in Korea ended, and I had to go back uh, to continue my studies. Um, I didn't go back to France, though. I went to Australia to do my master's degree. So I arrived in Australia, I started studying, and because I'm a good student, I went to the library to study. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And um, there was a lot of other exchange students. Some of them had this habit of making personal phone calls um, in the middle of the library, which is very frustrating because they're also exchanged, so you don't know what they're saying, but you know there's drama. <laughs> so that day, I wanted to avoid that. 
So I looked around in the room and I was looking for a peaceful area and I saw this guy who had stacked like five encyclopedias, put his laptop on it, he has his cancelling uh, headphones, he was studying, he was in the zone, he was busy. I knew if I sat next to him, I would not be disturbed. So I sat next to him, started studying, and I was disturbed. <laughs> he asked something on the website, how to access it, um, I don't know, but we started talking. He was really cute. <laughs> and as we talked, I discovered that he was also a coffee guy, which was interesting. <laughs> so we didn't get much studying done that day. <laughs> I know, because we talked. <laughs> and um, at the end of the day, he offers to give me a lift home. Mind you, I only knew the guy for an hour and a half. So I thought it could go two very different ways. First option, I get in his car, I get murdered, <laughs> red flag. Or, <laughs> I get in his car, he drives me home safely, the green flag. I did get home safely that day, and we became study buddies. So we saw each other regularly at the library to study, and then eventually we met for a coffee shop, for a, coffee, for a date at the coffee shop, which led to another date, and another coffee shop, and another one, and another one, and another one. <laughs> and we started dating. And I even kept the cards uh, of the coffee shops we went to as a memory of that. So that was also an amazing relationship. I had such a great time with him. Um, but that was my first year of master. I had to do my second year back in France. So I had to leave Australia and I had to leave him in Australia. That was four years ago. And this September, I received a text from him. He was coming to France. <laughs> so I saw him in France for three days. We enjoyed it as much as we could. We did so many things. Of course, we did all the coffee shops in Paris. We did Le Peloton, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went bicycling to Opéra Garnier. We talked near Canal Saint-Martin. We did brunch. We even watched an AFL game. Um, and we won. Our team won, which is a big thing. And we did, yeah, so many things. And, and then, of course, we went to Montmartre, and he kissed me there. Mm. And as, he, as quickly as he came, he was gone again. So I've been quite lucky to find love and good coffee all around the world, in Korea and in Australia. Uh, but not in France, though, which is my home country. Um, that's okay though, because I know that all good stories come in three, and I know Le Peloton has good coffee. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Christopher, you're something of a romantic, aren't you? Uh, I am, actually, yes. Um, and, uh, well, I actually, that's why I'm here. Um, essentially, I moved to Paris in the pandemic for love. Um, a love, unfortunately, lost. Um, but uh, I've found love within this community, and um, that's why I'm still here. So uh, just the love and support from everyone in this community surrounded, surrounding the, pe the Peloton. Yeah. If that's not romantic, I don't know what is. A different kind of love story now. The story of a son's love for his father. Would you like to introduce Matthew? 
Okay, here we are. Yeah, so here we have Matthew Vivian. Hi guys. Um, I'm here to tell the ABCD story. Um, can I, before I start, um, could I have a round of applause for Daddy Issues? Did you? <laughs> I don't know if you experienced that, so. The ABCD story is a story of our reconciliation. Um, my dad and I, um, stepdad and I, uh, we have a really, really difficult story altogether. Um, it's a question of yelling. It's a question of uh, fighting a bit. And um, I think the main thing is we didn't really do a thing about it all, all the way through. Like we, we tried, we, we tried to talk, we tried to communicate, but there was never a point where we finally reached out to be all together as father and son. To tell you an example, my dad adopted me um, two, two or three years ago. And when, so you, you, you know, you, you go to this um, room and this judge is telling you like, well, listen, that's it, you, you are adopted. And I, I ran into the corridor and I was uh, able to give finally the biggest hug to my dad. And the guy was just like, yeah, okay, well done. <laughs> so really complicated story. And, and I, feel, I, I felt at one point in my life, I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm finally gonna try that try to get that connection. And I decided to go on a weekend in Saint-Étienne. <laughs> the shittiest town in France. <laughs> this was um, uh, an organized trip that I was like, I planned all, all the way through that. I, um, um, I don't know why, but I was like, I'm gonna plan this weekend, it's gonna be amazing. Um, I'll, I'll make surprises, and my dad ate surprises. So we are, we are um, at the, the train station, and 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 I'm 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 telling to my dad, like I'm 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 telling him, like, let's go in the, in that train uh, all together, and he's like, fuck no, <laughs> and I finally get him in a train, and, and we're going to that that town where heavy f everything is closed. There's just nothing to do. And my dad is giving me that look that is just like, why the fuck are you doing that to me? Like, it's just not a good experience. And, and, I'm, and I'm shaking because I'm just like, I, I want to create a connection with him. And I, I had a surprise for him um, that was um, in the night. So I had to spend the day with him trying to do something nice. So we leave this town. We go to Lyon and we spend the day there and we have to come back and I need a reason for him to come back. So I just go like, dad, I have a surprise for you. Just come with me. We have to go back to Saint-Etienne. And he's like, why? <laughs> why do we need to do that? You're just an absolute bastard. <laughs> we go back and my surprise was <laughs> something that I think re is really shitty now, but <laughs> <laughs> do you know cover bands? No. 
it's like um, Guns and Roses uh, uh, is transforming into stones and tulips, something like that. Tonight we are watching A, B, C, D. Which is the cover band of A, C, D, C. <laughs> and I think it was a really good idea. A really good idea. Basically these bands like come off stage, they are the similar type as the musicians. They dressed like that, that like them, they look like them. And we are tonight at the Zenith of Saint-Étienne because they are lucky to play in Zenith of Saint-Étienne. Like, people do that, like cover bands, they, they really have a career out of it and, and that's pretty nice. Uh, and I remember going in, like taking my dad by the end to, to, to take him to the concert and my dad is like looking at that and not impressed at all. And we arrived there, there's approximately 75 people in the room, <laughs> 75 people in the room. The concert starts and I don't know, I remember the look on my dad's face. You, you, know, you know Uncle Dickhead dance, you know, at, at parties, like my girlfriend called that Uncle Dickhead. It's like when you dance and you go like, <laughs> you're pointing the finger like that. <laughs> oh, oh. My dad is pointing the finger. It's just like. <laughs> and my dad do that th thrice in his life. Um, at the wedding, in New Year's Eve, and tonight. And I'm just like, that, that's, that's great. I, I'm seeing my dad having fun, and, and, and I'm really touched by that. And I just at some point, I'm, I'm, I think he's gonna realize, he's gonna realize that something is wrong, like that this is not the true ones. And, and we get out of the concert, we have a wonderful night together of pointing fingers. <laughs> and my dad come back to me and he's go like, really Mathieu, we were lucky we have seen them live. <laughs> we're lucky we have seen them live, I don't, it's fantastic, thank you so much. <laughs> to the point that maybe one month later, he is buying that DVD of ACDC playing at Buenos Aires. Oh, 300, 100, uh, yeah, 300,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> and the DVD starts and he's like, we're on the couch, like looking at it and watching it. And he's just like, we are lucky we have seen them. <laughs> <laughs> and to this day, I, I still didn't tell the truth. <laughs> and I never will. <laughs> because 
I think what I can have um, with my dad is, is maybe not a good relationship, but I can still have a hug and a good souvenir. Thank you. And that's Mathieu. Mathieu has actually just published his first novel. He's a French writer. If you'd like to know more about Mathieu's book, we'll have links on the website. That website is www.spillingthebeans.fr. You'll also find links to our Instagram, our Facebook, and importantly, our Patreon. Now, Chris, do you think people should become patrons of the show? I 100% do, yeah. I mean, like I've uh, previously said, I just, um, I think it's an incredible thing. I think it's fantastic and wonderful and um, just want to see it keep going and growing as well. And obviously, it's very difficult uh, for a, uh, a small project to become bigger and grow without some funding. And uh, I believe, yeah. Uh, I'm 100% behind the Patreon. They should, uh, yeah, everyone, everyone get on board. <laughs> Everybody get on board. Yeah. Come on, join the fun. Join the fun. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of uh, little extra bits, obviously, that uh, with Patreon that you... You become a big perks. winner. Yes. You beca- exactly. If you join Patreon, <clears throat> you become a big winner. Yeah. And you will know that you're the ones that supported uh, when it's so big. That yeah. Yeah, so, like, so I made that happen. You, you could actually say, I made that happen. I helped. You there. can say, I made that happen. No one's going to question you. Yeah, you could singly just say, I made that happen. I mean, that kind of, I don't know, dilutes your... <laughs> um, I don't know. I'll magic, be saying it too. We can all say it. Yeah, it's true. I guess we could say we made that happen. We could. Because we're in it together. Exactly. Christopher Hope, thank you very much for hosting this episode of Spilling the Beans. Hey, it's been a pleasure. Uh, It's always a pleasure with the Jasper. So uh, thank you for having me. Bye, everyone.